Hello and welcome to the Real Life Business Podcast. I'm your host, Claire Marquick, an accountant and business coach to the busy business mum looking to find more confidence, clarity and calm amid this crazy thing we call life. Now, at the end of this episode, go on over to clairemarquick.com.au to check out all my latest offerings, blog posts, and freebies. But right now, let's get into it. Hey, hey, how are you? And welcome to another fabulous episode of the Real Life Business Podcast. This week, I am thrilled to bring you what I know is going to be a hugely entertaining conversation. I am chatting with Michelle Boyd, who is a wonderful woman that I have known for several years now. Michelle is an authorized marriage celebrant who doesn't do things by halves and started her business in the wedding industry in what could only be described as the worst timing ever, aka COVID. But she has pushed through and overcome many emotional roadblocks to finally throw in the towel of her day job and back herself going all in 100% on her own business. Love, Michelle Boyd. Michelle has a background in public speaking, theatre and working for large organisations and has used her gift of the gab to pursue her own business dream. A mother of four young adult children, stepmom to another, plus three grandkids, her life is full and interesting, but she wouldn't have it any other way. She's a self-professed dreamer and pinches herself with how lucky she is getting to share with people their special moments in life. Michelle, wow, what an intro. Welcome. Thank you so much for joining me on the show. Now, we met many years ago now at a Toastmasters meeting, didn't we? And we did. We were reflecting not long ago that it's actually really cool that now both of us are making a living out of um, talking to people, (laughs) (laughs) which is what we're both really, really good at, which is what makes me know this is going to be an epic conversation. But I want to start, if I may, because when we met, you were in a very, very different career to where you are now. So um, for those that don't know you, I'd love it if you could share a bit about your journey, your background, where you've come from, and how you've now come to be um, doing what you're doing now. Wow, Claire, how long have we got? <laughs> I know, right? <laughs> Seriously, do we need to put an alarm so we stop talking? Because, I mean, uh, where did I come from? How far back do I go? I mean, <laughs> just work-wise or? Yeah, let's go Let's go that, that, that corporate career of when sort of we first met. All right. Well, it took me a while to get into and up to that corporate career, um, getting back into the workforce later in life after staying at home for seven years. Mm. I found it really difficult to get my foot in the door, um, moving and being a new town. Sometimes it was a little bit clicky. It wasn't what you knew, it was who you knew. And I think you can relate to that sometimes. But Um, I did get chances, I did get breaks, and I did continue to study and improve myself so I could move up the corporate ladder, and I thought that's what I wanted. Mm-hmm. Don't we all? Well, yeah. maybe not all, but I can certainly relate. Yeah, and, um, yeah, my uh, I, I when I met you, I was a human resources coordinator for um, one of the largest disability support and aged care support organisations in Australia based in Tumut, which is incredible that Tumut has that opportunity to have that regional head office. Um, Absolutely. So I was privileged to work there. Um, it's pretty unique having a small town and having those opportunities. And that was that was great. Continued to work um, in HR. There were elements of it that I 
loved and that's why I pursued it, but I didn't get to do enough of them. Yeah. So the ones that I loved were interviewing people and um, onboarding new people. I always liked those exciting times. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, if we could all pick, you know, what we wanted from the candy store all the time, we would, and <laughs> that would be great. But in corporate, it just isn't like Doesn't that. Work that way. Oh, yeah. my God, I hear you 100%. If I could have spent my whole day in my full-time accounting days just meeting with people, chatting to them, helping them understand, you know, like, oh, well, that says that and that means this. And so if you're making that decision, think about, you know, if I could have spent that whole time doing that fun stuff, awesome. But the banging out the numbers and the number crunching and the reporting, yeah, not so fun. <laughs> well, that's why you can get a VA to do that for you now, the bits that you don't like, you know. <laughs> um, I haven't got to that level yet, but I've had, you know, someone say to me, oh, when you're ready, you know, your VA can do that for you. And I'm like, okay, well, that'll be a goal that I'll strive for. But Exactly. Um, yeah, so uh, there were elements of the job that I loved. Um, one of them that I loved was uh, training. I really, really enjoyed that. Um, being in front of a large group of people, mm. that was that was along the time when you and I met. Yes, that's right. And yeah. that kind of opened up a different window for me. Like I just, um, we went to Toastmasters together and uh, I saw you and I was like, oh, she's young. What's she doing here? Because I thought Toastmasters was for old people. Yep. <laughs> and I, I mean, I was like going along, you know, I kind of had my arm twisted a bit and went along. Um, and then I was like, oh, there's a few other young people here too, right? Okay, yeah, yeah, this is good. And and then when you start talking about different things that are not training, your creativity starts to flow. Mm. And then when your creativity starts to flow, you start to get itchy feet and think about doing other things. Um, but I actually had another step before I got to where I am today. So yeah. that was full time and that was really hard bringing up four kids working full time. Um, the money was fucking fantastic and I found it really hard to walk away from it. And oh, I, um, I think, though, that there it got to a stage where I was just getting too tired, too stressed, too grumpy, not being the mum that I wanted to be. Money could not pay for any of that. Yeah. Um, and I've always had a philosophy of being an example for my kids. So if you're not happy, you've got to show them about it. What, yeah. what you need to do to get out of that situation. Um, so, yeah, family talk and, uh, you know, hubby said, all right, we'll go... <laughs> We'll go to something different. <laughs> and I went part-time. I left and um, became manager of a retirement village, over 55's lifestyle village, we'll call it. And that was a hell of a lot of fun. Um, yeah, I can imagine. <laughs> it, it was. It was like I was my own boss in a sense. Um, it was 15 hours a week, so big change from 40 hours a week to 15 hours a week. Mm. In fact, Income-wise, my income dropped from, it dropped three quarters. Wow. Yeah. That's significant. It was, it was significant. Um, and that just made me realise how much happiness is worth. 
Mm. I resonate so much with that because, you know, it was a, a similar sort of thought process that I had to go through too. You know, the comfortable six-figure job where you get, you know, exactly what's coming in each each um, week. It goes into your bank account and it's, you know, it's stable. It's there. You become, you become really reliant on it, don't you? And, and I don't know about you, but, you know, when you had that family meeting or when you were even thinking about bringing it up, like when I was thinking about bringing it up, I was shit scared. I was like, how is this going to go? down you know like I know I, I had the same thought it's like how are we going to make it work like yep. financially yeah but I you and I are the same Claire we're both optimists we're both positive and if we want something to work we make, make it, it work, work. Right? <laughs> <laughs> 100% is it is it is it positive and optimistic or is it pig-headedness my hubby would say it's pig-headedness pig-headed determination <laughs> You know, I, I recently got given a totem animal uh, and the, and I was given a wombat and I was like, okay. And the reason I was given the totem animal, the wombat, is because they are determined. And um, that's kind of like being pig-headed as well, isn't it? There you go. <laughs> yeah. So, you know, determined. I, I'm going to look at it that way because I do not want to see myself as waddling around like a wombat with my nose down. I <laughs> oh, thank you. I like it. I've never heard that association before, but I like it. <laughs> so um, that job was so much fun and it, it made us all realise that um, you can enjoy your job, you can live off a lot less and that happiness is, you know, really important. And mm. it actually gave me time to focus some more on that creativity. Yeah. Yep, to clear that headspace and because I know that feeling as well and I'm sure there's people listening, well, I know for a fact there's people listening that have that same feeling. You get home from a, a busy day's work, a big day's work, and we're just, you're mentally exhausted, physically exhausted, emotionally exhausted. There's nothing left in the tank for hubby. There's nothing left in the tank for kids. And, you know, certainly um, for me at the time, like our kids were, were, were very young and still needed me, needed me to be on and and it was just draining, completely draining. So I totally, yeah, totally, totally resonate. And there is, yes, the money is fantastic. And, you know, replacing that six-figure salary and beyond in our businesses is absolutely a goal. However, <laughs> however, it's not the be-all and end-all, is it? No, it's not. Um, and so that creativity led me to reflect on what some of my skills were. And in doing Toastmasters, I realised that one of my skills was speaking in public. Um, so I focused on that more and I looked for avenues. And I actually didn't marry my husband very long ago. It was only in 2017. So that was still pretty fresh in our mind and our lives and mm. um, that day was so incredible that um, I kind of didn't want it to end and there's a, a little joke um, because when we had to do our personal vows my husband read his first and it was about I don't know a paragraph and um, then the celebrant gave me mine to read and it was two pages long. <laughs> oh, I love it. You and I never shot of a 
word. Again, and, I'm laughing because I relate so much. <laughs> Terry and I have our, I've, I framed our vows um, and they're in like a little sort of tiered frame with like a couple of our favourite wedding pictures. It's the same deal. I'm like, oh, gosh, <laughs> I never shut up. Oh, <laughs> uh, and, you know, Rob stood there and listened to it all, obviously, on our wedding day. But it was, it was, you know, in reflection, looking back on it, I think um, putting the two together, the Toastmasters, the creativity, that's what led me down the the track of um, becoming a wedding celebrant. Love it. I love it. It's such a, it seems such a, like, a complete flip turn, doesn't it, from, like, full-time HR professional through to through to wedding celebrant but when this is what I love about hearing people's stories and I know I know your story but everybody listening doesn't and I just love hearing it again and you know seeing the um the your radiance and your passion your enthusiasm come through when you talk I I I just love it absolutely love it it's fabulous remember our like our Toastmasters and they were so much fun and um you know I've watched your journey as well and I don't know if you know but I would come along to many a networking night and I would always sit there in the background and I'm like I don't have a business but I want one and (laughs) I would cheer absolutely everybody else on in their businesses because it's like you're doing what I want to do. I don't know what I want to do, but you're doing what I want to do. You know, I really have wanted my own business for so long. And Mm. just, I think, hanging around people um, that are striving for their goals is such a good thing to be around because then it, it helps you keep striving to find what it is that you want. Absolutely. And it's inspirational, right? And I love that because you were like, you know, you are, I know I want my own business. I really don't know what I want to do. Um, but I want to do it. And so you circle yourself, like surround yourself with people already doing it and put yourself in in rooms where people are already doing it. And like you say, we're like we feed off the vibe of people, don't we? Like I was literally um, delivering a um, student leadership session last week and that's what I was saying to these kids. Like we, what we, we just exude this energy and the people around us suck it in and lap it up so we have to be really mindful of kind of what we're giving out because that's what every other what other people take in and so for you just to be sitting in that room of um and being inspired and being you know just listening to people I I love that and and it eventually drops in doesn't it there's something I was talking to someone else about the other day as well like I'm learning and it'd be interesting to hear your perspective on this that we don't have to know the answers to everything at the get-go, like before we start. We don't have to know how something's going to pan out. And to me, from an accounting background where everything was so black and white and we had, you know, you had to know what the end goal was, um, that was a really hard mindset shift for me. But do you, what do you, what have you learned sort of in your transition of from you know, corporate career to own business with with motherhood and um, marriages and everything thrown into the mix. Like, how have you learned to, I guess, lead yourself forward when you maybe don't know what all the answers are? It might just be me, Claire, but I do take leaps. It's like, um, have you seen that movie Divergent where the girl jumps, like, into uh, an 
an empty building and she falls but she doesn't know what she's falling into and then she's caught by like a trampoline mat at the bottom or whatever a net or something um I literally have thrown myself into situations that I don't know I think I'm a bit of a thrill seeker (laughs) maybe that's what it is I think that's what I, I think I have this um Oh, like, I mean, I always have a can-do attitude, but I think I am a thrill seeker. So it's like, if it's going to be hard, great. That's more of a challenge. Bring it on, (laughs) you know. And and I think that comes from um, the fact that I have, like, I, I, this is my second marriage. I've been married before. And um, that was an interesting phase, becoming a single mum with four kids. Mm-hmm. I and that is that. where like my resilience grew like um like a mushroom in the dark <laughs> I <like> you know? <laughs> it was um it was a hard time and you know emotionally it was a really hard time but energy wise like four kids no one to pass them over to I accept the support of my parents you know um but my mum also wanted me to be strong enough. So she mm. wasn't the one who'd say, I'm coming to look after the kids after school every day for you. It wasn't mm. like that. I had to, yeah, I had to do some Get things on. myself. Yeah. Yep. So I think um, I think that helped me grow more resilience enough that I could take those leaps of faith. Mm. It's convincing other people sometimes though. Like if it was only me, I would do more risks but it's convincing my partner that I, I, I will back myself. I've done it before. I will back myself and I just need you to believe in me and back me too, if that makes yeah. sense. Oh, yeah. that makes 100% sense. And we have, we have very similar conversations and, and you know, I, I just, I sometimes I think, you know, it, it's great like having someone who can ground us because sometimes certainly speaking from my own perspective, like I can just be off with the fairies. I'm like, I'm going to do this and I'm going to do that and I'm going to do this and this and this and this and this all at the same time. And so to have to have um, Terry go, hang on a minute, <laughs> hang on, Terry and my dad. So I have it coming from two sides. Um, let's just have a think about this. Um, you know, my dad says it a bit more diplomatically than Terry sometimes, but you know, both ways or sometimes, you know, we hear what we need to hear. Right. Um, but yeah, I, I totally hear you. Like, but some of those conversations as well, again, interesting to hear your perspective when, when we have got these ideas and when we've got this like energy to just push forward to then have someone go "Mm, I don't think you should be focusing on that right now or I think you should be focusing on this right now to me um that feels like a kick in the guts and that's that's something that I you know mentally really have to pick myself up from maybe it's the right thing for the family as a whole but for me that feels like a kick in the gut so you're nodding so I'm hoping you're resonating yes (laughs) you took the words right out of my mouth yes they are and there's been some like you, wild and wonderful ideas that people have said and and hindsight, you know, okay, that probably wasn't a good idea. So that's good. But what if it was, you know, I don't know. Am I just too optimistic? I don't know. But that's something that I bring to um, my clients now as a marriage celebrant. Like I'm very optimistic and I'm very um, determined for them. Yeah. You know, so whatever they want, I will 
do whatever I possibly can to make that happen. So location changes don't phase me, whatever. Um, shortening of time because of an urgency, I will get in touch with contacts, I will do whatever I can to make that happen. Um, and I suppose that now is a good thing because that makes me the person that I am. It makes me a better person for my business. Exactly. That that adaptability. And the other thing that just kind of popped in my head as I was listening to you talk then is that is the ability to have that attitude. I describe it as kind of rolling with the flow, just like rolling with the punches. It's it's not, and again, this is something that you know we've had robust discussions about in our house. It's not about not caring. It's not about, you know, not giving a damn about something, but it's also it to me, it's about just it's it that's done, it's happened let's move on. Like there's no point dwelling on it. Like there's no point going over it. Doesn't mean I don't care about it, um, but let's just roll with it. And I think that kind of, every time I talk about this, I do, no one can see other than you, this kind of fluid <laughs> wave-like motion because I don't know, I just, maybe it's an, maybe it's an entrepreneur thing. Maybe it's when you're in, a, in business for yourself and you've, you don't, you, you know, you create your own boundaries, you create your own rules, you create your own way of doing things. But, you know, if we don't adapt and pivot to use a current buzzword, like no one's going to do it for us, are they? So we sort of have to learn to be a bit flexible in our thinking and how we approach things. And Well, that's really new for me, Claire, because like I've only been full-time in my business for a week and a half. <laughs> so um, You've been operating for a while now have, through the most challenging yeah. I've of been times. doing it part-time and um, I'm probably at my, oh, I mean, I hope I keep this level of excitement, but I'm at my most super excited moments now it's like the honeymoon period for a new business I suppose um and that's because it's like I've had all these ideas all along I just didn't have the time or the resources to put them into place or into practice and now it's like (laughs) woohoo Yes. My crazy reels and all. It's like I'm so fucking excited. I love your reels. <laughs> Anyone that doesn't follow you on Insta should go find you. <laughs> uh, I'm going to be just doing more and they're not really wedding related. They're just me being a real utter fool. But that's just who, that's my the side of my personality. It's like you like me, you like me. If you don't, go find someone else. I don't care, you know. Exactly. That's, I don't take things to heart and I especially want to learn to laugh at myself more and more and I want my kids to learn that too so I'm always like trying to teach my kids from example yes I I love that and I'm much the same much the same like I don't know like I certainly felt through my corporate career especially the early days you know sort of through 20s and early 30s when I was still figuring myself out as a person. That's not to say I'm figured out, by the way. I'm still figuring, <laughs> um, but I'm more figured than I was, you know, 15 years ago. Um, Can you work with figures? Yeah, go, go figure. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> we don't, we only, we've only got water bottles and coffee or tea. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> Oh. I've totally lost my train of thought. Um, you were trying to figure it out. Yeah, like just trying to figure out who I was and how I was supposed to be. And while I was in that trying to figure things out mindset, 
I, I was in my head and I was, you know, it's like so serious and, or this is sort of how I felt anyway. I just like, I, I wasn't being me. And, and that kind of release that sort of, I remember that first day and like you're in this period right now, that first day of like sitting at home and I'm like, I don't have to go to work today. I <laughs> know. Or this is work. It's even better. The fact that I'm sitting here in my pajamas at like, you know, 8.30, like this is awesome. I'm still having a few withdrawals. So I used to have a work phone um, and I keep going to go putting it on charge and I don't have it anymore. So that's like one withdrawal I'm having. And um, and then in the first week, I felt like I had to do everything in two days because that was all I ever had. I only had two days off from my job. And um geez, I had a very productive week last week because I had more than two days. So I have I have to learn to, you know, figure out my, I don't know, routine or what I want to do. Um, yeah, so that's that's going to be the fun in finding my way, I suppose. And I think that's a really big thing. Like when you take that jump from um, from full-time, well, you, you did it in stages, didn't you, when you were full-time, part-time, part-time plus business to now full-time in your own business. So you, you, you've transitioned smoothly. Um, but still, like, like you say, like now you're in control of your own schedule. You're in control of your own deadlines. You're in control of your own um, boundaries. Like that's, that's, a massive, that's a massive thing and a really cool thing at the same time, isn't it? Because it it's- is. And I'm just going to say that I, um, I believe in coaches and I have had, I've invested in myself. I can't even, I probably shouldn't say how much I have, but that I'm not going there. Someone doesn't need to know that. <laughs> yes, I have invested yeah. in myself and I thoroughly believe in life coaches, business coaches. Um, what's the other one? Uh, is it like fitness coaches or something? Yeah, PT. <laughs> haven't got there yet <laughs> but anyway I do believe in coaches and because I um I'm involved with a, a celebrant coach at the moment I feel like walking into full-time I don't feel like I'm on my own yeah and I do have that little bit of structure because uh you know it's that little email prompt on a Sunday night that says what are your goals for the week and it's like oh yeah Oh, oh, I actually can write down goals for my business. Oh, you know, this is because you and I are both very goal-oriented people. Yeah. And I thrive on that. And it's um, to no one else's benefit except my own. And I like to tick and I, you know, I love to have goals. So um, having that little bit of, I would probably call that the security net that I fall into. Yeah. Because, you know, I've jumped, but I've got the security net there of people who, have walked before me, taking advice, um, and, you know, I thoroughly um, believe in coaches. So that would be my recommendation to anyone who wants to make that leap. Get some before you want to take the leap. Absolutely. I think, you know, that's the biggest thing I hear from um, people in in my hub, in my real life business hub, because that's, that's what that is there for. You know, it's there to be that support because like there's, there's people in there um, and even myself included, but there's people in there whose business 
is people facing like they're they're um they're speaking to people they're talking they're around people all day yet they still say you know it feels so lonely sometimes you know we can it's so awesome being my own boss but at the same time it's so shit being my own boss there's no one to bounce things off there's no one to talk things through with there's no one to kick us up the butt when we need to there's no one to send annoying emails to go why haven't you done this thing yet Uh, (laughs) and as much as we, as much as they can be reasons that we leave a job for in the first place, we actually do need some kind of boundary, some kind of accountability or some kind of structure around us, don't we? Otherwise we could end up just flaking into not doing very much at all. And I suppose it depends on what business you've got too, because like I'm governed by Australian law. Mm. <laughs> so, uh, you know, I've got my boundaries there. Well, and truly, or I'll get my butt kicked out of being a wedding celebrant. So you know, I've got to make sure that um, a notice of intended marriage is done one month prior to getting married and I've got to have the paperwork lodged within two weeks of a wedding. I do it, you know, the next day or that day even. I'm really quick on it because mm. I don't want to have that, holy shit, have I done that? You know, I don't <laughs> want to have I don't want to have those little panic attacks. So I've learned to, like, do them straight away um, so that, you know, the couples are getting their certificates nice and quickly and that's just, um yeah there's some of the the things that I have a boundary around me on but I do think that you know that network and um and having that accountability is oh it's worth its weight in gold Mm, absolutely absolutely and I think the other thing that I really love is being able to talk to people who get it um being able to talk to people on that same wavelength like even before we sort of hit record on this we were chatting about the kind of things that we might chat about and it's like oh yes oh you know because we get it (laughs) but you know no disrespect like not in any way disrespecting um friends and family and colleagues and stuff from the who work as employees but it's different isn't it like it's different so to have to have a group of people in whatever um whatever way shape or form to call on to vent to to celebrate with to get support from I think is really really important tell me um in my first week and a bit of being at home uh tell me if you experienced this when you went full-time but my son who's still at home he he's like can you do this for me mum because you know you're not working or anything and I was like what? What are you talking about? I am my own business now and I'm busy and I'm like, I've got two years of stuff backlog that I've been waiting to do and now I've got a chance to do it. So that is so frustrating when people think you work for yourself so that means you can go and have coffee whenever you want. Yeah, you can, but I mean, do you want to be working till nine o'clock every night and on weekends? No, you still want to have time with the family, don't you? Absolutely. And this, my God, like I reckon I should do an episode with Terry if he if he do it. I don't know, but he has a lot to say about some of the things I say. But, <laughs> but that that's one of them, you know, and because I'm the same as you. Like I have like I have so many more ideas than I have time. And so like I've got a um an ideas list sort of thing. So I don't, it's not necessarily a to-do list, it's my brain dump list. It's just like when I get to it, this is something I'd like to do. And yeah, I tick things off of it, but it gets longer and longer and longer and longer. And sometimes things drop off because I'm like, yeah, that's not important anymore, or I've moved on from that, <laughs> you know. I love but it. I um 
we will very, very often have conversations, especially if I come back and sit at the computer or bring the laptop in and sit on, on the lounge, like tapping away. He's like, are you still working? He's like, I thought you, I thought you went into your own business to not work so hard. I'm like, I know, but I'm like, but it's stuff I want to do. <laughs> it's it's like, oh yeah. Yeah. And, you and want to do it. That's the exciting part. Exactly. Exactly. So, you know, it's like, yeah, it's having conversations with, so my days are having conversations like this, you know, teeing up um, podcast recordings, recording content for, for the hub and, and other programs and stuff. So yeah, I've got emails to get back to. And as a mum, you know, I have my block in the afternoon when the boys come home till sort of dinner time. I'm like, well, that's mum time. Yeah, I'll do, might do little bits and pieces, but that's mum time. I'm there for them. I'm pottering around the house then doing mum duties. And so I might come and jump back on the computer after dinner and send some emails or schedule some social media posts or whatever that might be. And, and I think where I'm getting to with that rant is I think we, we have got to we've got to work out a routine that works for us, don't we? And and no one person's routine is going to be right for everybody. And so if someone says, oh, you should never work in the evenings. Well, that's complete BS if you've got clients who live in a different time zone and you have to work in the evening. So I think we can, we've got to be a bit kind to ourselves, haven't we, and work out a, a schedule and a way of working that works for us. Yeah, well, I mean, a lot of my clients work, so I have to have my Zoom catch-ups with them after hours, and I don't have a problem with that, but I also need to not make it five days a week so yeah, that I can still have dinner with my family at least one night of the week. <laughs> but, um, we, we eat at random times, and I don't know about you, but I'm looking forward to daylight savings being over. Well, I don't know, I kind of, oh, I mean, I'm one of those people who um, I guess I do look forward to the change of season. You know, when you get to the end of summer, I'm like, yeah, I'm kind of looking forward to it being darker and colder and lighting the fire and having a wine and, and all that. But then I get to the end of winter and I'm like, bring on the daylight, bring on summer. <laughs> uh, well, maybe that's where I'm at. That's where I'm getting ready for the change of the season. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's coming, it's coming. All the trees around us here are starting to get, you know, really autumnal. I'm like, oh, my God, it's only the start of March. <laughs> yeah, haven't the seasons been all out of whack? I know. But it is nice to have seasons. Coming from the UK and living in West Australia for um, 10 years or so, I'm like, I really missed the seasons. So I'm still loving the fact that we do have changes and we do have, you know, um, <laughs> temperature and everything does change and it's a nice metaphor for business too isn't it you know we have cycles things change and and that's okay we yeah roll, roll with the flow nice circling back to there rolling with the flow <laughs> <laughs> so what if you so you're um so like you're you're brand new in the being full-time in business but mm. that whole that whole balance piece is not brand new because previously to that you're balancing um, motherhood, being a wife, having your own life, having a business and having a part-time job. So the the balance thing isn't new. Um, what do you, what have you found you've had to put in place for you so that you're kind of always able to give your all and be this optimistic bubbly self? Ooh, what have I, can you say that again? What have I... <laughs> What do you what do for you? What what is what does Michelle time look like? Oh, Michelle time. Well, um, 
funnily enough, because I never have too much to do, I volunteered with um, with a health group to be an aqua aerobics instructor this year. Wow. So I've been doing that for the summer and that's coming to an end. We've got our last session tomorrow. I um, love that because, um, yeah, motivating others is just such a fun thing to do. <laughs> Having yeah. a really cool, cool party tomorrow to wrap that up. And Excellent. then, um, yeah, other things for me, well, Hubby and I like to go for four-wheel drives. I find that getting out of the house is a great way to disconnect from the computer. You literally mm. have to walk away from it to be disconnected from it. Yes. And then when you're up in the bush, if you don't have mobile phone coverage, then there's no socials and there's no, you know, messages. So it's a great way to disconnect. Um, so I really enjoy doing that. Mm. And then, yeah, I meditate as well so I, I do have a lot of that time for myself I'll try and do that in the morning and journal I have mm. been journaling for years and absolutely find the need for that for myself yeah I love it I I, I absolutely agree like journaling for me and it's not something it's not something I do religiously every day it's just something I call on when I need it you know I find myself I'm learning myself is that right? Learning myself. Um, I'm learning to know when I need to, to stop um, because I am very like, go, go, go. I've got all these ideas. And then I also want to implement them all straight away. Like I, I'm learning to re recognize the signs of, okay, Claire, it's time to stop. Um, it's you, you're going a bit too hard. And just to, just to sit, like you say, unplug, um, disconnect and write, like, just write whatever comes out. It's so therapeutic and it's just, you know, I'll come back to, you know, physically come back to say sitting here at my desk and I'm like, oh, I feel so much better now because I've got it all out of my head. <laughs> so I'm going to ask you a question. Do you spend a lot of time like every day you're at home in front of your computer or not? Or like this, I suppose, goes out to other people as well. Do they... Do they feel that because they're working for themselves, they have to sit in front of the computer all day? I mean, I've just, I'm doing a lot of implementing at the moment. So I am. And I get to that point where it's like, oh, shit, I need to eat, you know, <laughs> and, you know, yep. filling up the tank that way. So do you? I definitely have days like that. Definitely have days like that. Some days, you know, when I talk, so I talk very generally about balance um, and, and this I don't like work-life balance, but I'll use it because that's what everybody knows kind of thing. And my take on that is that work-life balance doesn't mean that every day is this beautiful, like calm, relaxing day. Like some days there are deadlines. Some days there are things that need to be done and some days are freaking busy. Um, other days then I ease off and I have a slower day and are a bit more relaxed. So yeah, I hear you. Some days I definitely sit in front of the computer and I'm like, oh, it's 2.30. No wonder my stomach's rumbling. <laughs> I better go have some lunch. But then there's other we. days where I don't even start doing anything until, well, you see, here's a whole other thing. Don't start doing anything until 10, 10.30. Yet I'm giving myself the time for that creativity in my brain to, you know, for that new idea to pop in. So, you know, where do you draw the line? What's work and what's not? Um, it's still a new, letting new ideas pop in. So 
yeah, I, I personally, I wouldn't say I sit in front of a computer 8.30 till 5 every day. No, not at all. But some days, um, and you certainly ask my husband, some days I'll sit in front of it for a long time. <laughs> well, that's something I need to, um, I need to invest in a better computer chair because like when you work for someone else, they all pay for that stuff. And when you work for yourself, yeah, you get your computer and all your other electronics, but a chair, I don't know why it just it it needs to be more important so I need to get myself a decent computer chair there we go if there's an action that can come from a podcast interview go, go, go buy yourself a new office get chair. yourself a new office chair especially if you're sitting in front of the computer all day yeah. oh I love um, it but actually in March I've been taking part in a, um, a squat challenge a 55 squat a day challenge for raising money for breast cancer research and um today I knew I'd been sitting for too long so I just pulled the chair back and I did some of my squats and it was that's the kind of thing that if you can um get other people to do especially because you work on your own and you've got no one there if you're involved in anything like that that challenges you that makes you think about standing up and doing something I think they're they're good little tips absolutely Uh, A hundred percent, a hundred percent. I had um, my first day back doing like proper exercise this morning because I just, since I, I hurt my um, hurt my chest and my ribs, so that that took me out for a couple of weeks. And last week I was just feeling really under the weather and not well. And I feel like it's been almost a month. I'm like, right, today is my day where I set my alarm for six o'clock again and I get back out there and start exercising again because it, like it is so easy just just sit all day and before you know it everyone's coming home it's like oh shit so I think to, to me it's really important I put that I put that structure right at the start of my day and then I know I'm like okay I've done my exercise I've moved <laughs> so if I do sit now still till lunchtime <laughs> I don't feel quite so bad I don't know about you but I, I do know that you live in a beautiful part of the world and I do too out at Gilmore and because I've got my little puppy at home with me um, I make it a habit of going outside and getting fresh air wearing no shoes Mm. and walking around on the grass to like ground myself and to give him a run and a play and for me to get fresh air and and it's just kind of like that re-energize back out there and then come back in so I'm so grateful for where I live and Mm. being able to do that and that's a, that's a real perk of living at uh, working from home, I should say. Oh my god, yeah, that whole being in like being in nature thing—it sounds so cliche, but um, there is something about it. There's definitely something about it. We were having a giggle at the start. I um I, I told the story of having two two roosters at the moment who cockadoodle do at each other across the fence. And, but, you know, it's like, I, I used to, when I, when I worked full time in my routine was, you know, I do my exercise, I get the boys ready for school. I'd go up and feed the chooks and then I'd go off to work. Whereas I don't go up to the chooks first thing in the morning. Now I'll save that until sometime else in the day. And it's like my little de-stressor, just switcher offer. I'm just going to go up a bit like you going outside with the dogs. So I'm going to go outside with the chooks and mm. I'm just gonna spend 10 minutes chattering away to these feathered creatures up here and it's so bloody stupid if anyone were to hear me they'd be like oh my god has this woman lost her mind she's like pouring her heart out to these chickens who don't give a stuff they're just like oh, 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 at her feet but you know <laughs> 
we do what we do right and it's to me again this is something I was saying to um, these kids in one of these workshops last week sometimes we just need to externalize stuff um, and to get it out of our minds and you know so if that's the dog or the chooks or whoever is listening to that then so be it a hundred percent the conversations that Archie and I have (laughs) apart from me saying I love you so many times (laughs) Um, he's just so adorable my my little Archie um yeah so apart from saying that him and I talk all the time yeah I think you do you do need to speak out loud when you're on your own just to get those words out I mean you've heard that thing that that research from men are from Mars and women from Venus how Mm. women need to say something like 10,000 words and men only say 4,000 words and yeah even if we talk to ourselves, we're still saying the words. Exactly. Right. It's still coming out loud. I, yeah, 100% resonate. <laughs> I love where this conversation's got. I, I knew that it would just be, um, I, I knew that we'd easily fill the time. <laughs> Leave me, I'm dropping, I'm dropping this in on you, but I know from our Toastmasters experience, this isn't going to be a challenge for you. Um, leave us with, if you could give your teenage self one piece of advice from all that you've learned through your years, your career, your, your motherhood, your life, business, what advice would you give your teenage self? If you're going to do it, go all in and do it. So mm-hmm. if you're going to stay at school, give it your all. If you're going to leave school, go out and, you know, give it your all. Don't be half-assed at something because it's not going to make you happy. Mm, yeah. I so I don't mind either way. Like I um, have had children that finish year 12 and I've had children that don't and it. I don't believe that, you know, you have to. I think that you can still make it in life without that because yeah. if you are determined enough, you will make whatever you want happen happen. So it's like just give it your all, yeah. Yeah. And find people that support you to give it your all. (laughs) Don't hang around the ones that keep trying to drag you down. Just keep moving on until you find the right group. Yeah, exactly. That is such great advice. I love it. I love it. I love it. Michelle, where can people find you if they want to catch up on some of your crazy reels or want to find out a bit more about what you do? Or maybe someone's about to pop the question and and want to engage you in their services. Where can they find you? On Instagram at Love Michelle Boyd. On Facebook, Love Michelle Boyd. And I have a website, lovemichelleboyd.com. It is easy. And I'm at easyweddings.com. So I have a listing on easyweddings.com as well. So. Fabulous. That was hot off the press today on our day of recording, I believe. Yes. <laughs> awesome. All right. Well, we'll post, I will, as in me and this big team of people, I will post all the links to your contact details in the show notes to the episode. So anyone can just click on in and go find you and connect. Michelle, thank you so much. It's been an awesome conversation. I really appreciate your time. Thank you. And that's a wrap for another fabulous conversation on the Real Life Business Podcast. What did you love about that chat with Michelle? There was there was so much to take away. And I think for me, the key things were about talking it through. So talking a decision through with the people it's going to impact and also talking it through with ourselves, reflecting, what am I good at? What do I give a shit about? What do I care about? What do I actually want to be doing? So talking it through, super important. 
building that support network around us. So having people that we can count on to get advice from, to bounce ideas with, to tap into their knowledge. And we don't have to know everything ourselves. We just have to know the people that we can tap into to fill our gaps. So building that support network is super duper important. And I loved her um, taking a leap of faith. You know, sometimes we just have to take a leap. Sometimes we just have to decide that now is the time I'm going to say yes to me and I'm going to work out all the intricate hows along the way. I don't have to have all my shit sorted out right now. I just have to have the faith and the belief in myself that I'm going to do it and I will work out the details along the way. So fabulous, fabulous conversation. Thank you again to Michelle. I really appreciate you being on the show. You have been listening to the Real Life Business Podcast with me, Claire Marquick, bringing confidence, clarity, and calm to the busy mum in business. Thank you so much for lending me your ears. It is much appreciated and I love to connect with you. I love to hear what you think and what you take away from these conversations. So what would be awesome for you to do right now is take a screenshot of wherever you are listening to this episode from and share it to your Instagram stories, tagging me at clairemarkwick.reignite. And let's share this real life business message. Let's share this message that we can have the business that we want, the lifestyle that we want, and it doesn't have to drive us crazy in the process. I will be back in your ears really soon. And until then, bye-bye.